my 40s have brought a lot of things into my life that have been very, very important lessons. But having the power to call my own shots, this has been the most empowering thing I've ever done in my life. Here's to 40, here's to 50 and beyond, here's to gutsy women. Hey you, my name's Jan Ditchfield and I'm an award-winning business strategist who's turned a 20 plus year career in the real world into a six-figure online business helping women just like you to do the same. I love talking all things marketing, sales, and online strategies. But without the fluff and the cookie cutter advice that's filling your feed on the gram, I teach you the step-by-step tips on how to turn your real world expertise into a profitable online business without losing your money or your mind in the process. There's no shying away from the straight talk. Money, struggles, business hacks, online marketing, and social media strategies are all topics we talk about. Think of this as your webinar and trend-free cocktail hour convo with a good friend who understands the depth of your expertise and exactly how to translate that into a profitable online business without the BS. If you're a real-world business owner or a subject matter expert trying to navigate online marketing and digital sales for the first time, this is a show for you. Welcome to No BS Business School. I turned 48 this week. And at the time of recording this episode and releasing it, it's also International Women's Day. And I find that I tend to get a little bit nostalgic around this time of the year, mainly because I think a lot about my mother. But also as I'm aging, I'm starting to see myself differently than I did when I was younger. And I don't know if it's because I'm starting to understand my mom more now than I ever did when I was young, or if it's because I understand myself so much more now than I did when I was younger. But I've been kind of waxing nostalgic about a few things lately. And I wanted to sit down and talk a little bit about the lessons I've learned starting a business in my 40s. Because it's not the first time I've owned a business. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know my whole back history. But I found that doing this in my 40s has been a very different journey for me, especially starting an online business in my 40s than it was when I was younger. And when I was putting this episode together and trying to figure out how did I want to frame this and what did I want to talk about And what message I feel is important to get out, not only about my journey, but I think about the journey for every woman who's maybe doing this at a different stage in life than what is commonly, you know, encouraged to do. That we are getting out and becoming independent in our 40s and our 50s. And what did I want really want to say about this? And so I've narrowed it down to eight lessons that for me have held deep value in my own journey. But I also feel and hope they're ones that will resonate with you. Even if you are not sitting in that generation where we start counting the lines on our face and start thinking about investing in spank subscriptions. But regardless, I think that all of these things I'm going to talk about on the podcast today will resonate as a woman in business, pursuing something that you love and you're passionate about, but also doing it very publicly because the online space definitely operates differently than it does in the real world. So the first lesson that I really have learned starting a business later in life, or being a woman of a certain age, I suppose I can say that now, really comes down to not letting other people's opinions influence how I feel about myself. And I can't say that I felt that way when I was younger. I do think that I was very swayed by wanting to make people happy. I am a classic people pleaser. I will bend over backwards for things that don't necessarily fill me up, but I'm hoping that by making someone else happy that I will get ha- become happy because of that. 
But I've also always been a woman with opinions. And to be quite honest, I've never been a very well-liked woman. I've been a well-respected woman, but not necessarily well-liked. And I find that's because I hold opinion and I hold space. And to be honest, used to bother me a lot. I used to really worry about that. I used to try to understand how I could behave in different ways that wouldn't necessarily be as polarizing, perhaps. But this lesson of learning not to hold so much stock in other people's opinions and let that really sway how I viewed myself, I feel that that has really come into focus for me in the last six months. Running an online business, especially a business where there is so much of your life that is exposed through Instagram and so much focused on creating that personal brand that people are going to feel attached to and showing the behind the scenes and showing vulnerability also sets yourself up for a lot of personal hurt. Because through showing vulnerability, at least with myself, I'm showing who I am at my core. And when I watch that count on Instagram go up, go down, go up, go down, or I've had disagreements with people about things, or I've held my ground about opinions or policies or refunds, inevitably, there has always led to some conversation about not quite being likable enough. And I've had the conversation as well, just in regards to growing my own business. Well, if you were just more likable, Jan, your business would grow faster. And to which my response is, I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to help people make money. And I want to be respected for all of the years of experience that I have and for those opinions that I also have the right to hold because of that experience. I am actually a really lovely person. And I know that sounds weird to say, but I am. I'm very kind. I'm loyal to a fault to the people that I care about. But I also am a woman who has come to put really strong boundaries in place. And the older I get, the more those boundaries are solidified. And I have felt throughout growing this business that I spent a lot of time chasing likes, doing things that just didn't quite feel authentic to me or how I would want myself to be perceived in order to keep up with those industry standards or the industry trends to get that number and that following count to go higher. And the more I did that, and the more I felt that it just didn't work for me, the more I leaned back into the belief that I don't need to have everyone like me to be successful. I need to have the right people respect me. And I would rather be respected by women who understand the value I bring to them, both professionally and personally. And I can't say that I would have said the same thing even six months ago. The second thing I've learned about starting an online business as a woman in her 40s is that my age gives me an advantage rather than it be something that's holding me back. Aging online is not for sissies. I'm going to say it that way. I have watched myself over the last couple of years change. I've watched myself age. I've seen my weight go up, my weight go down. I've seen new wrinkles come. I've seen new gray hairs that I've had to cover. And being older than a lot of my peers can at times be a little nerve rattling. Let's just say it that way. But the advantage that I feel my age gives me is in having a very, very rooted understanding in who I am as a person and a very rooted understanding in just how good I am at what I do. And I also don't feel the need to apologize for it. And because I come with so many years of experience 
from also a different sector than traditionally what's taught in online, I'm able to come in and navigate the situations I work in differently. I can pivot quickly. I can read a room very easily. I don't find I waste a lot of time going down paths that aren't going to suit me or understanding how to build relationships that are going to be beneficial or investing hours and hours and hours or days or months or years into chasing trends that just don't turn into anything. And I find that advantage also makes me less phased by failure, which is lesson number three. I don't worry about failing. I have my moments, like don't get me wrong. There are times that I sit and go, you better do this right. But it doesn't hold me back from taking risks. It doesn't hold me back from being calculated about what I'm doing. It doesn't hold me back from running full steam after my goals. Because I've been around the block for so long that I know that failure is nothing more than an opportunity to get better. And even with my podcast, when I started this podcast, I had no clue what I was doing. I thought all I needed to do was just set up a mic and I could talk into it and I would release it out into the world. People would find it and I would blow up because that's what had been framed to me. It's just that easy. And I ran that podcast for a year before I had any traction under it. But I didn't look at that and say, oh, you're failing and give up. I instead said, you have to do this better. Figure that out. And I think sometimes when we're younger, we worry so much about the things we're going to do wrong that we stop focusing on the things that we do right and do well. And now at 48, I make a mistake. I might mull on it for a little while, but not for long because I won't allow it to take up that much space in my day to day. My failures are not going to be the thing that's going to stop me. The only thing that will stop me is me. And clicking to a mindset of success and really sitting in working so hard on developing my own framing around things and the the way I want to work and the way I see success and I define it has been very much dictated by getting older. I'm not influenced by peers. I'm not influenced by public opinion. I think at the end of the day, about am I proud of myself for what I've done? And would your mother be proud of you for what you've done? And are you being the role model for your daughter that you promised you'd be? If I can say yes to those three things, I'll keep failing all day long because every failure is one step closer to success. Which brings me to lesson four, which now at the age of 48, I am very aware that I have less time to get this business right So I better be strategic where I put that time, who I spend that time with, the advice I follow, because I don't want to still be doing this when I'm in my 70s. Being 48 in the real world and having a career in corporate or nine to five, my brain already would have been in retirement planning. Like I would have been sitting there thinking about, all right, I need to start getting things lined up. I have to start thinking about how many more years I have before my pension will kick in. And not retirement planning like I plan on sitting around playing bocce and going to bingo, but retirement that I'm going to be able to travel and see the world, drink a glass of wine in the afternoon if I want to, because I've earned that right yet again. But being an entrepreneur changes the timeline, especially starting a business as I did when I was already pretty deep into my 40s. My time is precious now. And because of that, I need to give it the value and respect it deserves so I don't waste it. 
but it probably goes back again to that entire thing about not being influenced by other people as much, but really being keen and aware of the boundaries that I need to be putting in my life so that I maximize that time I have to reach those goals I want to reach by leaning into making sure that the people I network with and the people that I invite into my life are giving value back to me as much as I can give value to them. And I think at this age, and I've talked to a lot of women now who are, you know, 40s and 50s, we've just reached the point where we're like, we're done with stuff like this. We're here for ourselves. We've done our time. I know a lot of my peers are already very much caught in the sandwich generation that they're starting to have to take care of their parents while they have their children. And I did backwards. I took care of my parents who both passed away before I was the age of 42. My father died when I was 22. My mom died when I was 41. And then I had a child. But because we carry so much weight in this phase of our life, I think we also really want to spend the time we do have on the things that fill us up with the people that fill us up and pursuing dreams that fill us up. I don't think there's a better time in life to start a business than in your 40s or in your 50s for that matter. I think this is a time when women should do this because we can reach success faster because we have less time to get there and we're smart. We know where to focus. We know when to cut ties quickly. And we also know that we can't compete with women who are younger than us. Are you ready to consistently attract new attention to your business without the pressure of posting more on social media? Then I want you to join me in Schmooze, my free live digital networking bootcamp for online business owners. After a 20-year career perfecting the art of working a room that resulted in multi-millions of dollars in revenue, I'm going to teach you the four-step networking framework to grow your business without having to post more on Instagram, troll Facebook groups for leads, or make yet another PDF freebie. This is a framework that the online gurus can't teach you. Join me in Schmooze starting on March 20th, and let's kickstart your online networking strategy, increase your brand authority, and grow your sales online. Head to janditchfield.co forward slash schmooze to save your spot today. Which is my fifth lesson. I can't compete with younger women. I have no interest in competing with younger women, but I love being surrounded by them. I'm not the person who's going to put on the influencer hat and dance on the reels. And I'm not the person who's going to be going to the clubs in the evening. I have done that. I've been there. I've done that. I have the t-shirts and the tattoos, but I do strongly believe that women who are younger than me can teach me so much more that often we give them credit for. And I don't want to look at other people who are in my industry and feel insecure about my own aging process when I look at how young they are, because I was young once too. Like, heck, I'm 48. I'm not that old. But I remember what it was like being 28 and 38 and 32, and it was different. And I'm always so keenly impressed, especially by women who are coming up as young, strong advocates on how they are finding new ways to disrupt And they are finding new ways to make money and they are finding new ways to be able to create difference and conversations. I'm inspired by it, but I also don't feel I need to do it to reach my own level of success because as lesson six has taught me, I don't need to build my business the same way as everyone else. 
And if you followed my episodes on reels and why I stepped away from reels and really have stepped away from doing social media as intensely as I have done it in the past, a big reason for making that decision was because I didn't want to build my business that way. And what I've gone back to doing is what I knew how to do in the real world. I am networking again. I am building really strategic relationships with people who inspire me, but also have enough influence that they can help move me into the next room. I have a podcast actually coming out later this month where we had this conversation again about the circle of influence and the circle of community that you can build for yourself and how it can really, really help propel you forward in business if you do it strategically. And so the more I network and the more I go back to those strategies that I used when I was fundraising and building out cabinets and, you know, asking people, who do you know who can get me to that person? How can I get that person on side for this specific campaign we're doing? How can I get them invested into what it is that I'm doing? And then they can bring their friends. That's how I'm building my business now. The thing that I have found, especially in the last few weeks of doing it, that I really have become keenly aware of is how it's a much quieter way to build a business than doing it in such a public way using Instagram and being so in stories and being so in reels and having that immediate reaction when you're like, oh, I got a like or oh, I got a comment and how that fueled me so much for so long that when it's quiet, my brain goes, something's wrong. Instead of my brain saying, no, it's not, Chan. It's not quiet. It's just not public right now what you're doing. You're in a quiet phase of building your business. And in fundraising, when we're in quiet phases, that's where 70% of our money comes from. The loud public stuff that we do usually only brings in the last of it. So it's very opposite to the way things are done in the online space. But I share this message because I think this is so important for all of us who are in our 40s and our 50s or older, that we truly don't need to do things the way that everyone says we have to just because we're here innovating and online. We don't need to do webinars. We don't need to do reels. Heck, you don't need to do social media at all if you don't want to. The advantage that clarity will give you and that clarity of knowing who you are as a person and understanding how you can actually articulate that to the world and the value that you bring because of the experience you have, that is to be built the way you want to build it. That is what people will come to and pay for. That is the community that people want to be attached to. That is the stories people want to feature on podcasts and on YouTube channels and in the traditional media. That is what makes you unique. And that's what you should lean into. Lesson number seven is that I no longer feel guilty about wanting to make money in my business. And when I was younger, I did. When I was younger, I very much believed in the principle that it's passion first and purpose first. And then if the money comes, that's great. But one of the biggest faults with that type of thinking is that I led, it leads to burnout. I burned out because of it, because I was so fueled by passion and purpose and not fueled enough about making sure that I had a profit coming in as well, that eventually I just couldn't keep myself going with things. And when I switched the mentality into really focusing more on the idea that I need to find a balance between the two that the more I was able to make money, the more I could serve the people I was here to serve. And I figured that out in my 30s. It's what I became really known for in my career was balancing out that passion and purpose within the charity world and helping to raise a lot of money while still making a big, big difference at the same time. 
But I found in my 40s that my thinking has even shifted further into, I want to be really financially successful. Like I have goals for myself. I have goals for my family. And I don't feel guilty about that. And I don't think as women, we should always have to downplay the fact that we want to make money. We're encouraged to. I think we're often encouraged, no matter what phase or age or season of life as a woman, to dial things down. Don't be so opinionated. Dial it back. Don't be too bold. Dial it back. Don't be too polarizing. Dial it back. Don't be too confident. Dial it back. Well, don't talk too much about money. Dial it back. And I don't want to dial anything back anymore in my life. I have spent so much of my life hearing that message and so much of my life feeling like I'm riding a horse with tight reins that I just want to drop the reins. My hands hurt. I want to make money and I want to make my clients money. I want the women I work with to come in and make a lot of money and not feel an ounce of guilt about it because that gives them the full authority to do whatever they want in life with it. They can give it to as many charities as they want. They can send their kids to school debt-free. They can take their husband out of that job that they hate. They can leave the marriage they don't want to be in any longer. They can do whatever they want because of the money. And I'm also not going to feel guilty about wanting that for them as well. So the final lesson that I learned starting a business in my 40s and now cruising toward 50 is that I've really discovered I am not here for the drama. I'm not interested in the online debates. I'm not interested in the offline debates. I'm not interested in spending time with people who don't provide value to me. I honestly just don't care. And that's been a very liberating feeling to have. To no longer have to worry again about getting involved in conversations or having to take sides on things or of worrying that if, you know, is this the thing that's going to upset somebody if I say that? I'm running a business. It's not an online persona I've created. I am not an influencer. I'm running a business the same way I know you are. And what I want to take from that experience is a deep sense of pride that I have created something lasting, meaningful, and financially viable. That's what I want to celebrate at the end of the day. That's where I want to place my time, my efforts, my belief, my energy. It's a business. And yes, it may be online, but it's still just a business. I feel blessed every day that I get to work with the women I do. And sometimes we have very personal conversations about things as well. But I feel like this common thread of we're not here for the drama seems to be coming into more and more women's lives as well of just saying, I've done this before. I am not interested in this. This is why I'm trying to leave my corporate job. This is why I'm trying to leave my nine to five. This is why I want to be on my own because I don't want the drama to still remain in my life. Owning a business is dramatic enough without having to add other people's stuff into the mix. So those are my eight, my eight big lessons that I'm taking away. Number one, Starting a business in my 40s has taught me to not be influenced by other people's opinions. I now see my age as my advantage. Number two, I believe my age is an advantage rather than something that holds me back. Number three, owning a business in my 40s makes me less phased by failure. Number four, it also gives me less time, so I'm more focused on doing things right. Number five, I don't try to compete with younger women. I'm just inspired by them. Number six, I have no intention on building my business any other way except the way that's right for me. Number seven, I no longer feel guilty about wanting to make money. 
And number eight, I'm not here for the drama. My 40s have brought a lot of things into my life that have been very, very important lessons. Some of them have been really hard things to learn. Some of them, like becoming a mom, have been joyful. Some of them, like aging online, have been awkward and a real ego check. But having the power to call my own shots, to never have to answer to a boss again, to never be told I have to sit against the side wall and not occupy a seat at the table or to sit at the head of the table, to never have to work for someone again that I don't respect. This has been the most empowering thing I've ever done in my life. And no matter where you are, what season you're in, keep chasing your dreams. Lean into what makes you unique. Set boundaries and hold them firm. And never, ever, ever allow someone to tell you that you need to dim your light in order to let other people shine. You turn your light up to its fullest and just do your own thing. Here's to 40. Here's to 50 and beyond. Here's to gutsy women. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you've enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at janditchfield.co. Until next time, keep it real.